What's up, everyone? This is Bayham Links here from Denver, Colorado, from the Alice Mel Wrestling Academy, Rocky Ma and Rocky Ma Pro, and you are listening to the E's and D's podcast. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the Bacon and Eggs, the Pro Wrestling Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie B. Welcome back to the E's and B's podcast on this beautiful Friday morning. Glad to have you with us. We've got a lot of special things coming on the plate today. We got special guest Balaam Lennox from Rocky Mountain Pro. We're going to talk a little bit of college playoff championship game, NFL playoffs, short track racing, and of course, everybody's favorite, yours and mine. That's right, wrestling. So keep your ears listening close, because this is the E's and B's Podcast. Seats are taken. Let's get into this breakfast. It's time for the sunny sign up. Alright, folks. Well, if you didn't see it on Monday, you didn't miss much. It was a blowout win by Alabama over Ohio State. 52 to 24. And let me just say I predicted it right. I, I knew all along Alabama the better team going into Monday, and they proved it. Also, MVP of the game, Devontae Smith, 215 yards with three touchdowns. Now he's the big topic of talk for the draft. Is he going to be in the top three? We'll see. You know, I wouldn't be too sad if he came to the Dolphins team back up with his old quarterback to get that combination going again in Miami. That'd be great for me. But hey, we'll keep a close eye on that when the stock uh, for the draft goes up. We'll catch it here on the E's and B's. After that, let's jump right into what happened also on Saturday and Sunday at the NFL playoffs. I predict my predictions went four and two. Two losses, obviously, the upset win by the Browns as they beat the Steelers 48-37. I didn't see that coming. As well, I also picked the Seahawks over the Rams, but the Rams shocked the world and beat the Seahawks 30 to 20 with a backup story starting quarterback who got hurt early and they had to put golf back in, so Pretty amazing stuff going on there in uh, Rams country, as now they'll be going into this weekend on Saturday against what I think is the best team in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. Also, we all note this, the Bills get the win over the Colts 27-24 in a nail-biter. Buccaneers a big win, 31-23 over Washington. And, as I predicted, the Ravens 20, Titans 13. 
Bears losing big 21-9 over the or to the Saints. And that was the playoff games for this weekend. Now going into this weekend coming up, we have, like I said, the Rams versus the Packers and the Ravens versus the Bills on Saturday. Sunday will be Browns at the Chiefs and Tampa Bay at the Saints. I'll give you my predictions a little bit later on in Scrambled Topic here on the E's and B's. Keeping things rolling right along here on the sunny side up. Let's jump into short track racing, folks. That's right. As noted last week for the first time this year and in a long time on the E's and B's, we brought back the racing talk, and we're talking short track racing. That's right. Down in Florida, Panayas Park, Showtime Speedway, putting on three a Triple Crown Super Late Model race. The first happening last weekend with winner Michael Goddard pulling out the 10 grand. Now he's eligible to win. If he wins two more races out of the four, he'll get an additional $10,000. So good luck to Michael. But if you didn't see it, try to look it up online. It was a great race. And uh, Showtime does a really good job there on Facebook of keeping people up to date on what's going on at their track. So make sure you like, share, and follow him. Also, the other race that was going on in South Carolina, it was at Dillon Motor Speedway. They had a big street stock race. And let's just say uh, I got tired of watching the wrecks. It was Crash City all day long. But getting the win, Bobby Tumbleston in double zero. He's the big winner of the day in the street stocks division. I know there was a lot of fighting and a lot of arguing going on. Go back, check it out. Pretty interesting if you like to watch that stuff. Also, keeping things here on the short track side all week long this week has been the Chili Bull Nationals. That's right, the indoor sprint car racing. And, and there's big names there, folks. And I'm talking big names, such as this year's NASCAR champion, Chase Elliott, or Justin Allgaier, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe, and a don't forget, we know he's there. Everybody's favorite short track racer, Kyle Larson. Already saw he picked up some wins. We'll see how he does going into the weekend. It's going to be interesting. Them boys love to race, and they're always, you know, up for any kind of racing, not just the, the stock cars. Them guys will get into about anything. Also, uh, on the racing talk here, don't forget, coming up next weekend, CRA Fest. Down there, once again, at Showtime Speedway, Robert Yaho going to uh, be putting that on for the CRA guys. It's the Super and Pro Late Models going on next weekend. Like I said, at Showtime Speedway. I'll have a little bit more for that next week on the show. And rounding out here, the, the last of the racing talk here on the E's and B's, it's, uh, guys, we're three weeks away from the Daytona 500. I know, uh, all you non-racing fans don't care to hear that, but, uh, me being a diehard, I can't wait, I can't wait to see the people in the new cars, the new schemes, and, uh, how things, how things shake out after race one in Daytona, uh, there on February 14th, so. We'll be, uh, diving a lot more into that as we get closer to the Daytona 500. Last thing I got for you here before we dive into wrestling is the NCAA basketball top 10 going into this weekend. And uh, noted some of these uh, records might have changed before I recorded this. So if I got the record wrong, hey, forgive me, okay? I'm just doing my best. Starting at number 10, it was Tennessee at 9-1. and Number 9, Wisconsin, 10-2. and Number 8, Creighton at 10-2. and Number 7, it's Michigan holding it down at 10-0. and Number 6, it's Kansas, 10-2. and Number 5, Iowa, 11-2. and Number 4 is Texas, 10-1. and Number 3 is Villanova at 8-1. and at number two, for the millionth week in a row, it's Baylor at 11-0. And at number one, holding it down since it started, at 12-0, Gonzaga. Keep your eyes on the basketball scene, guys. It's picking up. It's ramping up. I can't wait to see once these uh, tournaments start up here 
in just a few months and we get closer to the March date to see what happens. If we're going to have a March Madness, what do you guys think out there in Easy Bees lands? Are they going to have March Madness this year or is it going to be confined to just a smaller tournament or nothing at all? You know, after not having it last year, I'm really, really ready for it this year. So hopefully we'll get to see the tournament go on later on in March. That's going to wrap it up for the sports talk here on the E's and B's. Give me just a minute and we'll jump right into the wrestling. All right, as we dive into all five brands here on the E's and B's, we're going to start out with last Friday's SmackDown. You know, the show started with Roman coming to the to the ring and uh a lot of stuff went down to where he called out adam pierce from the back and basically blamed adam pierce for kevin owens and if you didn't see it go back and check it out there's a great storyline this is leading into especially what happens a little bit later on this show i'll talk about it here in just a second but they started the show out with big e getting a, a big win over apollo cruz this was a great match these two uh, know how to work really well with each other and uh, i really enjoyed it and I really enjoy right now Big E's little little belt run he's got going. You know, now's the best time I think for him to ex- to excel, and they're doing the right thing with him over here on SmackDown. After that, they had a uh, tag team SmackDown championship going on, and the title has changed hands. No more Street Profits champions. That's right, Robert Roode and Ziggler getting the win. Finally, new SmackDown tag team champions. And uh, they took advantage of Montez Ford's knee, so we'll see what happens for the future going forward. After that, what had happened was they set up a gauntlet match for the night, and the the winner of the gauntlet match would be the number one contender to obviously face Roman Reigns. And uh, some things kind of changed at the end, but they started it out with Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. Rey Mysterio eliminating Sami Zayn, so then they brought down Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, let me just say this. If you haven't seen last Friday's show, go back and check it out because this is the old Shinsuke Nakamura that we all know that came from New Japan. Put put in the work, finally, and it showed this on this episode, and it was kind of cool to see. You know, We haven't been seeing very much of him. Obviously, he's been tagging with Cesaro, but other than that, they've been keeping him kind of, I don't know, strapped down in a way, if you ask me. But uh, he knocks off Mysterio, then turns around and knocks off Baron Corbin, and, yep, not just Baron Corbin, he also knocks off the last contestant, which was Daniel Bryant. Behold the horses here. After that, Roman comes to the ring with Jey Uso. They attack Shinsuke, beat him down. Adam Pearce then appears, heading to the ring. And uh, as soon as he gets in the ring, he got one of the nastiest super kicks thrown. And he took it like a champ. He went down, they placed the arm. Made the ref count, and now Adam Pierce will be the number one contender to take on Roman Reigns. And that's how they ended the show, folks. Probably my favorite show of the week. It was this one. Uh, SmackDown put on a display, and like I said, the storylines were great. Didn't see the swerve coming. Now we've got a you know a general manager, so to speak, coach, assistant, whatever you want to call the guy, going to be taking on Roman Reigns, you know, for the championship at uh, Royal Rumble. So. Keep your eyes open for that. We'll we'll have a Rumble Royal Rumble special talk uh, coming up the week of Royal Rumble. But that's how SmackDown ended. We'll roll right into Raw this past Monday, and it started out with a bang as well as Triple H makes an appearance for the first time in five years on Raw, and that's the first time in five years that he wrestles. That's right, he ends up wrestling on the show, folks, but not for long. We'll dive into that just a little bit later, but uh. He talked about some of the things he didn't like that was uh, happening with Orton. Orton interrupts him, and 
you know, challenged him. And basically, Triple H took the high road. And that changed later on in the show. You know, three hours long, of course, things could change, right? But they started the show out with uh, Lacey Evans. And we all know last week that storyline was getting a little hairy with uh, Ric Flair. Well, it got even worse this week. She got the win over Charlotte Flair, but not due to ability, due to the fact that Charlotte Flair's father tripped her and held her down as she got pinned. And uh, at the end of it, Charlotte said, for this hoe, and I agree. Wow, pretty amazing stuff there. That's a great storyline. I just wish it was on the other show, if you ask me. After that, they brought in uh, Jackson Riker. He got the win over Jeff Hardy with a little bit of assistance from Elias. And, yeah, it seems like, yeah, this is repeat. Well, it is. The storyline won't go away between Jeff Hardy and Elias. And they brought in Elias directly after this, and Hardy ends up getting the win over him. Uh, I just wrote, wrote down here in my notes, you know, this storyline sucks, and I'm over it. It wasn't good to begin with, and once again, it's leading into, you know, bad writing. And I, I hope they can change things with, with these guys, because these are good talents. They're just, uh, this storyline sucks, in my opinion. After that, we had Sheamus and Keith Lee teaming up together, and they get the win over Miz and Morrison. But uh, after the match... A little bit of arguing, and uh, after they came back from the commercial break, well, what do you know? We got Keith Lee versus Sheamus. Um, this match went on, was pretty good. Keith Lee ends up getting the win over Sheamus, and after that, they hug once again. So, I'm not sure what to think of these two. Uh, weird kind of storyline they've got going with with the friendship between Sheamus and Keith Lee, but I'll keep my eye on it. But I am, I am seeing more and more from Keith Lee that I do like, so it seems to be that the uh, extra work he's putting in is paying off. After that, the worst fraction in the world, one of their members, T-Bum, he gets the win over Xavier Woods from New Day. You know, like I said, I just hate that fraction, so I won't even go into anything else on that. After that, Bobby Lashley takes on Matt Riddle for the U.S. Championship, and it was a one-handed affair as Bobby Lashley just put it to Matt Riddle. Uh, After, we had another repeat. Matt Riddle was not happy with the loss, then calls out MVP. Well, that didn't end too well in a, for him as well as uh, ends in a DQ, but basically he got beat up twice by the Hurt Business um, in two matches back-to-back. So, rough night for old Matt Riddle. After that, AJ Styles in a match with Drew Gollick. Gollick has a chance to be an automatic nomination for the Royal Rumble if he wins. Well, he didn't. AJ Styles gets the win over Drew Gollick. Then we got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They took on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. They get the win. This storyline here is a little boring as well, but I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. And after that, we have the main event of the evening. And that's right. Like I spoke at the beginning, Triple H throughout the show decides that he's going to wrestle Randy Orton. Well, me being an old school fan, I'm sure all you listeners out there in E's and B's land, old school style, love the same fact I did that Triple H is getting back in the ring to wrestle. But the downside of this was we only got about two and a half minutes of real wrestling. And then the uh, carnival started. Yeah, that's right. Lights went out. Um, The sledgehammer that Triple H famously uh, holds he pulls it from underneath the uh, ring before the lights went out obviously and then the lights went out the sledgehammer comes all of a sudden on fire um we all know that this is probably fiends doing and then they shine the uh light to the corner of the ring where alexa bliss stands and as the camera comes back poof triple h is gone um not sure what's going on with that there but uh they ended the night with alexa bliss throwing fire at Randy Orton, and I'm not a big fan of that storyline or that that uh, gimmick. 
to me, fire has no place in the ring. Yeah, the hell in the cell, I'll give you that. Uh, but other than that, the, the magician fire that they throw, I, I can't stand it. You know, it doesn't do nothing. It usually looks phonier than it, you know than anything. And this is how Raw ends their show, leaving us questioning: Is Randy Orton blind or whatnot? But uh, I want to note: Go back and check this out, folks. In that little two to th- two and a half minutes with Triple H. Uh, he takes a bump on the outside to the stairs, Randy Orton, that is. And then his side of his head is bleeding. I'm not sure if it was a cut that he did or if it was a cut that was an accidental cut. And um, when we get closer to the end here, as I spoke with the Alexa Bliss part and the Triple H lighting the or the sledgehammer becoming on fire, I noticed that uh, Randy's head wasn't bloody. So this definitely was cut up and done piece together and in my opinion not very good and uh, not a good way to end the show but uh we'll keep our eyes on it see what happens this week coming up and that was raw for monday night keeping things moving we'll jump right into impact hey impact go home show for this saturday night hard to kill don't miss it as you all know the bullet club well let's say the good brothers and kenny omega gonna be taking on the motor city machine guns and impact champion rich swan that storyline has been brewing now for three weeks and it got even more intense this night here on tuesday uh they started the night out with kimberly getting the win over taya valkyrie let me just say right here in my notes i got it chotted down pretty big bad way to open uh come on impact you know you're, you're drawing more viewers with what you got going on yeah at the tail end but let's not run them off at the very beginning with a terrible opener i like both those women but let's be honest that's not a way to open the show Anyhow, after that, they had Chris Bay and Rajo get, getting a win over Manic and Suicide. And we all know in the match that, that Rajo and, and Bay, Rajo's main objective was trying to demask Manic. And it never happened. Suicide getting the uh, drop kick from the rope to make sure that it did not happen. And then they rolled out uh, and got out of there. So uh, the TJP mystery lasts another week there on Impact. After that, they had uh, Diener versus Dreamer in an in and a DQ. But this sets up for the pay-per-view now. Another six-man match where uh, T- Tommy's going to join two other guys. And Diener, obviously, is now with Eric Young and Joe Deering. Pretty cool to see that happen. We'll see how that goes on the pay-per-view. Like I said, don't forget, this Saturday, January 16th, Hard to Kill, Impact, crossover with Kenny Omega. Let's We'll have to see how that turns out. I hope the storyline continues from Hard to Kill and uh, Kenny Omega gets a title shot. That's what I'm hoping for. But let me know what you guys think about this crossover and what you think about what is going to happen this Saturday at Hard to Kill. Keeping things rolling here. Uh, after that, they had Rosemary got a win over Dashwood with a little bit of hairspray involved. If you didn't see it, go back and check it out. Rosemary is creepy. Then we had a, a little controversial match, in my opinion. Um, as we know, last week, Palmer took on Moose. Moose claimed he couldn't last three minutes. Well, they fought each other again this week, and it was like Moose was taking all of his aggression out on uh, poor old Palmer. And things didn't end well for Palmer. Uh, the ref had to stop this as if this was a UFC match in a way. And uh, Moose gets the win over Palmer. After that, the main event of the evening, we had the Impact Heavyweight champion Rich Swan taking on the machine gun Carl Anderson. And I was pumped for this match, and it did not disappoint. Um, 
you know, I've been listening to them on some podcasts all week long and hearing some things, and they brought attention to to me something that I didn't really think about is, you know, Carl Anderson never really got a singles run in WWE, and really his only single run has been in New Japan. So this was kind of like our first glimpse at old Carl getting a single action. And, yeah, like I said, he he doesn't disappoint, and I want to see more of it. I think he's great. One of my favorites over there at Impact. So, But this match here, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, Rich Swan got the win over Carl Anderson, but it didn't end in the way that old Rich Swan wanted it to because in the back, the uh, Good Brothers along with Kenny Omega jumped Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns and tear them down, setting things up, which are obviously leading into the big pay-per-view this Saturday night. Once again, like I said, hard to kill. Don't miss it. Maybe just for that match's purpose only. It's going to be a good one all the way around. They they normally have great pay-per-views, and uh, I can't wait to see what the story goes forward after hard to kill. That was Impact for uh, this past Tuesday. After that, we'll move right into... Wednesday night in NXT. All right, keeping things moving here on the sunny side into NXT, which was Wednesday night, and this was the aftermath from New Year's Evil. Also, the uh, start of the Dusty Classic Tag Team Tournament. We'll talk a little bit about that here going forward. They started the night out, though, with a terrible match, in my opinion. Candice LeRae getting the win over Shotzi Blackheart. I do like Shotzi Blackheart, but let's be honest, folks. It's not the way to start the night out. Not with a women's match, especially when you know you're what you're up against at uh, AEW Dynamite um, with their night two of New Year's Bash. Anyhow, after that, they started the Dusty Classic out with the first match, and it was the Grizzly Young Vets getting the win over Everize. Pretty good match to me. The Grizzly Young Vets, probably the main favorite to go pretty far. Uh, not a bad match. After that, a non-title match, and it was the champ, Johnny Gargano, getting the win over Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis looming. I think this storyline continues. We'll see what happens going forward, but uh, I don't think we're done with these two just yet. After that, we had the debut of MSK, and if you're confused, that's right, folks, it's formerly the Rascals from Impact. Yes, as reported earlier this year, or last year, I should say, on my show, I did mention that they were leaving, coming to the uh, WWE, now making their debut, and they get their win over uh, Atlas and Swerve. Pretty uh, impressive win. They get interviewed afterwards in the back. Seems pretty pumped to be there. We'll see what uh, the WWE's got for them in store here in the future. But uh, once again, MSK over uh, Atlas and Swerve, formerly the Rascals of Impact. After that, they had a uh, a scrap throwaway match. Lee, once again with her master, doing another demonstration of how deadly she's going to be. You know, it's time to see her against somebody real, folks, and that's my opinion. Well, let me know what you guys think out there in the E's and B's land. I fast-forward past this match. Um, just, you know, no reason to watch if it's not going to be anybody important. Anyways, after that, the main event of the evening. And uh, I may note before I talk about the main event, folks, they are going to have a uh, Dusty Classic tag team for the women's coming up so that's interesting pretty cool well check that out we'll we'll definitely report on that going forward but for the main event here last wednesday or this last wednesday on 
on uh, NXT, it was the Undisputed Era in the Dusty Classic getting the win over Breezango. And uh, as you may know, Breezango used to be the tag champions. They lost that to the goons, in my opinion, from the uh, guys that wrestle for Pat McAfee. But this had some uh, other things going on as the goons and Don coming to ringside, distracting Cole. And uh, as they beat up O'Reilly, who was there to help on Disputed Era. Crazy way to end NXT. Not a bad show. Once again, this is the follow-up from New Year's Evil. So uh, pretty good, except for maybe just a hand- handful of matches, in my opinion. But that's NXT. Let's keep it moving here on the sunny side. And we'll jump right into AEW Dynamite New Year's Bash Night Number 2. And uh, they started out with the uh, Eddie Kingston and Pack Package video clip. Pretty interesting. That's been a great battle. We've all been excited to, you know, to see. And they started it out right off the bat. Now, see, let's go back and take a comparison, folks. We have Pack and Eddie Kingston starting the night out on AE Dynamite. And if you go back to what I said about NXT... It was Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackheart. Let's weigh that. What, what's your opinion? My opinion is that's how you start a show. You don't start a show out. No offense to the women, but just not interesting. To, if I'm flipping through as a new viewer, I'm not going to stop when I see two women starting a, show, a wrestling show out. An action, sports, wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Now, if I flip through and there's two rough-looking rough fellas that look like they're ready to pull each other's throat out, sure. I'm going to stop and watch. So that's how this started. Pack and Eddie Kingston back and forth. This was a brawl. Uh, you know, there was a brawl that broke out on the outside because, of course, both families come in ringside. But Pack eventually getting the win over Eddie Kingston. But afterwards, it wasn't over as Lance Archer coming out. And uh, he still wants a piece of Eddie. Even though Eddie lost, he came out to uh, let, the, let him know that he still wants some Eddie Kingston. Uh, I think there's still a little bit more to that storyline. We'll see what's going on next week on Dynamite for those guys. After that, the match I couldn't wait to see. It was Miro and Chucky T. Miro, let me just tell you, after a little bit of Chuck offense, literally, single-handedly, destroyed Chuck Taylor. And uh, it was uh, it was crazy to see. I think people have been waiting to see this side of Miro, myself included. And uh, now, with Miro getting the win, Chucky T is his butler. So that'll be interesting going forward. As we know, Kip and uh, his girl, Penelope Ford, will be getting married on the 3rd of February. And I do believe Chucky has to be his butler all the way until. So a couple weeks of torture going forward. After that, the Inner Circle came in and uh, gave their New Year's resolutions. Well, it turned out a little bit of jealousy still going on. And after a lot of things said, go back and check it out. Pretty entertaining. It breaks down to this. Next week, they've split up into three tag teams, and they're going to have a match to decide who is going to be the official tag team of the Inner Circle. Pretty interesting. Jake Hagar, Sammy Garvera, one team. We got, of course, Pride and Powerful with Santana Ortiz. That's another team. And the third team, which shocked everybody and started the whole issue, that's right, folks, Jericho and MJF. So uh, we'll see what they got up their sleeve for that. That'll be happening next week on Dynamite. Can't wait to see that. After that, they went to the back. Don Collis in the back with Kenny Omega. And obviously the Young Bucks, as they were supposed to six-man tag it up. But Don Collis, Callis, excuse me, calling an audible. And uh, he made Kenny Omega go out first. And after Kenny Omega was announced through his crazy announcement that 
Justin Roberts takes five minutes to do. Uh, Don Callis took the mic over, and you're expecting him to announce the Bucks. And as he announces the best friends, he announces the Good Brothers. That's right, folks. I didn't stutter. The Impact Tag Team Champions. Once again, back on Dynamite, the Good Brothers showing up in place of the Young Bucks. And I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I know what happened here. And it was a one-handed side affair as half of the Bullet Club destroyed the Varsity Blondes along with Danny Limelight, who, don't get me wrong, folks, those three gentlemen are on the uppy-up. I would love to uh, see them a lot more here on Dynamite as all three are very young and got a very big future. But this, obviously, going to Kenny, Big LG, and Carl Anderson. And, of course, you know, after the match... Madness happened because Moxley came, and uh, Moxley all the way to the ring was saying, you know, one, two, three, four, it don't matter, he's going in, and it was interesting to see what turned out next, and that was a huge brawl, jobbers coming from the back, including the Bucks finally coming to the scene, but what made it more interesting, folks, was who was there to help out Moxley, none other than the Lucha Brothers, half of the Death Triangle, so that puts a question mark on my mind on what's really going on there let me know what you guys think out there in E's and B's land but like I said this turned into a mad mob big riot outside the ring things got crazy they ended up separating Kenny Omega and his buddy Don Callis flee like some scared kitty cats and uh things ended up being separated and it ended in going into commercial but what a way uh for a swerve shake up there on dynamite to not only not have your own tag team champions on the match, but bring in an outsider who's not even part of AEW. We'll see what happens going forward. I know the storyline is getting greater, but don't forget this Saturday, Hard to Kill. Those three, again, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers will be facing Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan over at Impact on their little pay-per-view. So definitely going to keep an eye on that. I'll be reporting back on that next Friday to give you what the details on what happened there. Can't wait to see that this Saturday, tomorrow night. It's going to be great. Uh, after that, we had a, uh, the waiting room, the long-awaited Britt Baker, our favorite here at Ease of Bees. Yep, that's right, her sh- her little skit show, The Waiting Room. And uh, it was very comical. Of course, Reba, not Rebel, in the back, doing her classic laugh and all kinds of crazy stuff. First guest being Cody, but before prior, she cut him down like a classic uh, host would who uh, is a heel. And uh, all in all, it was good, but it ended up being a punk out on Cody Rhodes as Jade showed up. That's right, Jade Cargill. And she's not waiting. She's ready to face somebody. And she pretty much put it on everybody as she slapped everybody in her face, including Red Velvet, who's coming in for Randy's savior, which or Brandy's savior, which I'm not understanding that because she's really little. Great talent, but nothing compared to what they need to be putting up against this Jade Cargill. And that's the big girls like, you know, Nyla Rose or the champion, Sheeta, Abaddon, somebody like that, a bigger body. That's what I think, in my opinion, you know, maybe even the alien if she ever returns. I know I've seen her a lot here on BTE lately, so I'm 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 awaiting her return. Anyways, after that, they got into another tag match, the long-awaited tag match that I've been waiting for. My favorite, the best tag team of the year and of all, that's FTR. They got the win over Jurassic Express. Now, it was a different Jurassic Express, this time being Jungle Boy and Mouthy Boy. Marco Stunt, as uh, Luchasaurus was sent to the back, 
Now, everybody's been waiting. It's been on Twitter and all social media all week. All the smack talk, FTR, talking about how they're going to put this little boy in his place. What happened? They destroyed him. They uh, manhandled him, or or should we say boy-handled him. Whatever. It was a, a pretty good fight. All in all, classic Hill stuff. FTR letting Jungle Boy get his stuff in, which I think should be done. Because let me tell you, folks, Jungle Boy is going to be something big in the future as long as he continues or continues to grow and learn because man he's got one hell of a talent and he looks great out there i think he might need to single up a little bit in my opinion but anyways after the match you know obviously still some pushing and shoving and things going on but all in all fcr back on track to be uh hunting down those tag tiles we'll keep an eye on that going forward we'll see what happens in, in their next venture after that we have the nwa women's championship on the line serena deep taking on tay conte tay conte all week long putting on some very good twitter posts and you know mentioning how ready she is we know her background stems with mma and a lot of other things you know blacks and blue belts and what whatnot but i was very interested in this match i did not fast forward it as as most probably would because it's women's but i even had my wife come in check this out it was you know, hands down, if it wasn't the the best technical match on this card this night, then it was the second, in my opinion. Very good. If you want to see how women's wrestling is supposed to be done, go back and check it out. These two know how to do it, even though Tay Conti, very green, very green, but with her background, helps out a ton. And uh, I, my opinion, I, I love this match, even though Serena Deep holding on to the championship, this uh, catap- catapulted Tay Conti just a couple more notches above. We'll see what happens you know, going forward with her. Is I can't wait to see, you know, when she progresses fully in the future. After that, it was the main event of the evening, the match that we've been waiting for for a couple weeks, folks. Been leading up all the breakup, all the talk, all the sting stuff you knew that was going to break out and shake out. It was going to happen on this match right here, and it did. That's right, Darby Allen, Brian Cage for the TNT Championship, and it didn't disappoint. Uh, Cage come out and, you know, as as FTR did to Marco Stunt, Mouthy Boy, I think Cage did the same to Darby starting this match out. Manhandling. I mean, just powerhouse. He's he's awesome. And I may note to this, they did not allow powerhouse Hobbs to the ring. Only Ricky Starks and uh, Hook allowed Taz joining the commentary booth. But this was a one-sided affair for, for I would have to say, 90% of the match. But we all knew what was going to happen. The champ was going to prevail because he always does. He, you know, he hawked up in my in my uh, saying, if you want, if you know what I mean. He got it done in the end, getting the win. But after the match, you know, Team Taz they can't they just can't go away with the loss. And as they were about to attack Darby Allen, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs obviously rushed to the to the ring after the loss of Brian Cage. Which let me give it to you, Cage. You put on a hell of a match. And Darby got very lucky. Another roll up off of the top rope maneuver that we seen, just like you did, kind of with uh, losing to Cody. But anyhow, lights go out, and wouldn't you know? Here it is, Sting showing up. But this time, we get a little bit of Sting action. Finally, Sting with the baseball bat to the throat of Ricky Starks on the outside, then to the belly, <laughs> knocking him off the stage. And then uh, as he entered the ring, they scat. And a little another stare down, and that's how the episode goes off the air. And, you know, for finally all the buildup that we've been waiting for for Sting, it was nice to see a little bit of Sting action. 
you know, I let Lauren know that I think there's a good chance that we've got a, a, a way better chance, I should say, of seeing a little bit more of Sting very, very soon, especially with this storyline. It's only getting better. You know, as I said, Darby Allen wins by surprise over Brian Cage. Brian Cage, you know, 90% of the match manhandles him. Pretty good show. But once again, going back to all five brands, I'm going to have to give SmackDown this week the brand of the week for he's and bees. Hey, stay tuned here. We got a lot of cool things coming up. But right now we got some very, very special cool things. That's right. We got Balaam Lennox from Rocky Mountain Pro. Stay tuned. Coming up here on the E's and B's podcast. All right, fans, as promised, coming to you. From the E's and B's podcast, all the way from Rocky Mountain Pro, it's Balaam Lennox. How's it going, hey. my man? It's going good, brother. How about you, man? Hanging in there, hanging in there, enjoying this uh, Friday, getting things going. Glad to have you on. It's been a long time coming, and uh, I think my fans and listeners both could agree that can't wait to hear a little bit about yourself and, and maybe some other stuff. How about that? Hey, I appreciate the opportunity, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. I, li- I like what you guys do all the time. Oh, man. Well appreciated. Well appreciated. All right. Like I said, folks, everybody out there, this is Balaam Lennox from Rocky Mountain Pro. We're going to dive into the meat segment here on the E's and B's. We're going to ask him some questions and hear what he's got to say. You ready, buddy? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. So for my listeners and fans out there, Balaam, can you tell them about yourself and how you got your started in wrestling? Um, I guess it's uh, it's like everybody else's man on in, in wrestling. I feel like you know, just uh, been a fan for a very long time, and uh, always decided to, you know, always wanted to reenact everything in the basement in her backyard or whatever. <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of bumps and bruises along the way, but uh, decided to finally take that initial first step and uh, got myself into a wrestling ring with the help of uh, a very good friend of mine and a uh, longtime friend. And um, once I was in, I never wanted to leave. Nice, nice. About how long have you been in now? Uh, two years. Two, uh, two or three. Two or three years. Right? I can't Almost, two, two, three years. All right. Okay. So fresh, kind of like most of my guests. And as you know, I love to shine the light here on the E's and B's on these guys and girls that are coming up through the ranks. You know, I think they get overseen, and that's why I bring everybody on here. So maybe give them an opportunity to maybe tell a little bit about themselves and. You know, also let them, everybody out there know who these people are because, you know, there's not enough shine, uh, light shined on you, if you know what I mean. Hey, man, and I, I very much appreciate everything. Dude. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool, and, I, and I like your mentality. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me this, Balaam. Second question here for you. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Ric Flair and actually Shawn Michaels. I mean, they're, uh, it's kind of like hand. a <laughs> – I think that's kind of like a, everybody wants to – like Shawn Michaels' name, but like – Ric Flair, my number one, because, like, I think you, I look back at, like, the larger-than-life characters, and Ric Flair's always right there, all the time. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with actually either one of those guys. Uh, you know, me, as a kid, I, I watched a lot more WCW than WWF, but I liked them both. But, yeah, you know, a little bit of similarities in both those characters, so I could see why oh, you definitely. like both of those, for sure, for sure. All right, well, we'll change the pace up a little bit on you just here a little bit on the E's and B's. Ask you some breakfast things. If you could eat breakfast, Balaam, with any wrestler or wrestling personality, who would it be and what are you guys having? 
Ooh, man. Honestly, I follow John Cena on Twitter all the time, and that dude is like has like a boatload of wisdom for everything. And you know, yeah, especially now in these crazy times, dude. Like, I don't think I can actually get enough of uh, some of that man's uh, knowledge. So I would probably do him. And I mean, I don't know, the dude's huge. So probably really big protein-based breakfast. You know, <laughs> the, the all the eggs we can eat or something. Definitely, and probably a workout before and after, right? Probably, yeah. There you go. And I, I can, I can, I'll, I'll take what I can get, man. That dude is that dude has everything. Knowledge hey, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that, Balaam, because that's going to lead right into my next question. Perfect. So check this out. Hollywood just called, and they want to make a movie about you. What's the name of it? Oh God. <laughs> that's actually. I never. No one's ever asking that question. Um. Hey, there's no know, wrong, no wrong answers here on the E's and B's, all right? I don't know, dude. Honestly, like, uh, I'd probably call it like, I don't know, dude. Uh, the, the come up of the 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 come up of the underdog or something, dude. Okay. That's just like okay. My, my whole life has been kind of that. This card always kind of stacked against me, but I never, I never like to quit. And uh, sure, I'm really, I'm really headstrong. So any of my pro- any of the problems I have, I kind of just go right into it. I rush right into it. No matter, not really thinking because I'm more of an action type of person. And, um, I mean, as far as I know, everything's kind of played out to my advantage, which is good. Um, but you know, hard lessons along the way, but I just, you know, I learned to never really give up. Got you. Definitely. And I can speak for myself by watching some of the things you've done. You know, those actions take place in the ring and I've seen it, you know? So I, I could definitely agree. The underdog story, there's everybody out there loves the underdog story, no matter what. Yeah, of course, right? of course, so you know, and that's, I, I uh, agree a hundred percent. And and that would, you know, catch my eyes for sure, especially being a wrestling fan, but I, I got course. you. All right. So keeping things rolling here on the E's and B's, let me ask you this, Balaam, if you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing? So, you know, that's a really tough question, dude. Is, uh, cause I mean, like, I don't know. Every in the wrestling business, we we talk about all the time like there's life after wrestling. You know, sure. and, uh, you know Al Snow preaches it all the time. He's like, you as a wrestler, like you're, um, it's a part of you. It's not who you are, but it is a part of you. Yeah. So like once wrestling becomes who you are, and that's all it is, then there's kind of a problem because there is life after wrestling. There's life outside of wrestling, and that's something that I've been struggling with for a while now. Like my whole life, I never really kind of figured out what I wanted to do. Um, but honestly, um, I was leaning more towards something with teaching, either like in a teaching environment, like actual like school or sure. uh, or uh, just uh, honestly like a drug counselor because um, I've had my fair share of things. And um, I know when I was going through my counseling and all of my stuff, um, this, I mean, that was like the first time I ever really tried any sort of therapy. And uh, the results were phenomenal. It's, it's really gotten to where who I am today. And sure. um, without it, I probably wouldn't be able to keep my grasp on life. So I can definitely see myself doing something kind of like that, especially since I would rather listen to somebody that knows what they're talking about than somebody <laughs> that thinks they do. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, and, and that's it's like, and like a lot of people that were in my groups shared that same mentality that they would rather listen to somebody that knows what they're going through like what we're going through because they've experienced it themselves yeah not just somebody that learned all the stuff from books you know 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Definitely sounds like you, you got the, the mind and mind right and, and going down the right path as a coaching or something in that life coach, something I, it, I can definitely hear it there. That's, that's a good idea. And I think you got a bright future. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing, you know, and, and this will definitely go down as a teaching point to the kids in your future. I, I believe it. So. Yeah. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate that. All right. Switching the pace here just a little bit for you, Balaam. What's your go-to be- breakfast favorite? Oh, dude, uh, breakfast burritos, dude. Those are <laughs> – I, I cannot get enough of them. I like them hot, so that way you actually can you know, like, while you're eating them, you actually wake up. Because, you know, that, that, gotcha. that, that spice really kind of gets you up. And, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Pino dude, so I, I eat everything with that. So, it's, right. it's, uh, so definitely. So smothered, like all that stuff, huh? Oh, all of it, dude. I'll eat that all day. Okay. Okay. All right. Definitely. You know, I'm from the East Coast. Moved out here several years, several years ago, about 13 years ago. And green chili was a new thing to me, so – Oh, Once dude, I, I can't live without it, man. That's oh, so man, good. I know. It's literally, hard to explain to the people on the East Coast. Yes, You can literally sure. put that on anything, and anything <laughs> will taste good, dude. You put that on nachos, burritos. like Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, <laughs> or dinner, that's for yeah, sure. Dude, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's always tastes so good. Right on. Hey, so keeping, it up, keeping things rolling, what's your favorite match of all time? Oh, God. Um, that's, that's a tough one, too, man. That's a really tough one. Um. I would say just match, just based off of like sheer emotional investment, it has to be the, the typical answer of the that Undertaker and Shawn Michaels uh, WrestleMania. Okay, you know, is uh, that was like the invo- the emotional investment in all of that was like just like you were you were there the entire time, you know, and it was and it was a great match too. Like they did, you know, the, you know, a few high spots here and there, but you know, they those those spots meant something. Every action had a purpose, and it was just. Like storytelling wise, that to me was like phenomenal. Yeah, like, the lead up, the build up, not, you know, all that to it, and then all the way through. I agree, 100%. Know, and just like just like and like the emotion behind it, like you can tell that the emotions behind every action that they were doing, like you were able to see it clearly in their face, like either it was painful or it hurt or it was a sad moment, or that they were like shocked that it was happy, like you know everything, and you were able to tell clear as day these emotions on their face. Yeah, you know, and it's like a lot of things that I try to do with my with my video study. I watch that one a good amount of times, just so that way, because I, I you know that I I want that same sort of emotional investment when I have my matches. Hopefully, one day I'll get there. Yes, yes, and I I think you will, man. And that's awesome that you you know you're doing that video study and stuff because you know that's why I like to bring light, like I said earlier, on you guys because you don't people don't know that that there's a lot more into it than just getting in that ring and and you know tying tying up with a with a buddy or another fellow wrestler oh know, god there's so so, so much yeah. into it dude. When, I, when i first started i was uh i was completely shocked of how things were and i was like and i and i knew like i knew some things about it like some of the inside stuff because it was just like it was it was interesting to me so like i knew about like you know like you know contracts or you know little just little things that people don't really think about with wrestling so i was like yeah, i think that'd be fine i think i'll be cool and then i got in there and it's just like whoa <laughs> it's a full was, plate uh, right and, and, yeah and, and honestly like honestly dude I, I was like this is a lot like i don't know i don't i don't know like this is, this is a lot and it was just it's kind of just all kind of overwhelming you know like you know when you start like sure. a new game and oh, there's yeah. like so much to do you kind of like get overwhelmed you're like oh god that's a lot like yeah. i don't know if i want to do this or not you know so it's it was it was definitely like that for sure 
Yeah, definitely. You could even relate it to a job. It was like starting a new job, you know, you kind of, you're excited yeah, to get yeah, in there, but when you get in there, like, oh, wait, did I make the right decision here? Definitely. Nothing what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, Balaam, as we're winding things down here, I got just a couple more for you, and then I'll turn the floor over to you. If you were entered into the Royal Rumble, what number would you want to be? That's a tough one. Honestly, I would want to be either in the, in the very beginning or kind of somewhere in a sweet spot in the middle. Because, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I like, like I said, I like those underdog stories. So, like, sure. if I'm able to stay in there for as long as I can. That's, yeah. And it's, 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 it, to me, like, it shows, like, you know, like, you have, that's how you actually show all this heart and determination to kind of just keep going. Yeah. And, like, like, like the end spots are great. Yeah. Cause, you know, you got to, you got to win. You're like, you, you know, sure. Yeah. Higher percentage <laughs> to win. Yeah. Everybody wants to win. Of course. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I, I like to prove myself all as, as not to, to like myself mainly all the time. I always try to prove something to myself, but like, to, you know, to everybody else, because I've always had, uh, I've always had, I've always been filled with a lot of doubts in myself. And I've always, and people have always had doubts in me with a lot of stuff that I do in all aspects of life. So like I'm, anytime I have a chance to prove myself to me and everybody else, I'm always like, all right, you know what? Let's do it. Like, it's a hard thing to do, but let's do it. Man, that's a great attitude to have. I can't, I can't say much more about that. Well, man, as we're winding things down, I got one more for you before I turn it over. And it's not very a tough one, but it's an interesting one. What's on your top three podcast list right now? Top three? Oh, dude. Well, definitely the first one is Busted Open, man. I like that one a lot. I agree. I agree. Uh, that, yeah. that one's actually really, it's actually really good. I like, I like, uh, I, I like the, the different perspectives. And Bully's um, my man. I love Bully. You know, dude. And Bully, and dude, dude. They bully raise. Dude, dude is phenomenal. And I, I just like I like his attitude and it's it's good. Um that and then um that uh Stone Cold. Stone Cold podcast. That was actually really good. It's a different side of Stone Cold that I ever anticipated. Like I never thought I would see in life. Okay. So yeah. um, it's cool and it's it is a fun dude, and he's a really fun dude. And then um, you know, the amount of respect that an old school vet like that has for some of these newer guys is actually really refreshing. Yeah. Because a lot of because you know, there's a lot of you know it's this way it's been this way for years it's tradition always do this and that and all this. and it's like i understand it but at the same time like as long as we don't get as long as we don't dwell away from the basic principles of things there's always new ways to do things as long as it's still the same the same outcome you know yeah i got you i agree and i think and the, he's really, a he's lot really of those open to stuff like that you know and you, and you see that in, yes. in, in and a lot of the stuff that he's doing now you know and you, you're yeah. actually able to finally see that which is cool. I, and I liked it a lot too. Yeah, I agree. A lot of the vets, I think are starting to, they're finally opening that door just a little bit, you know, to see that there there's another side still with being in that same element, like you said. So, well, with that, man, that's yeah. all the questions I have for you today, brother. But before I let you go, like I like to do with all my guests that I have on, I like to turn the floor over to them. You're welcome to promote whatever you got. Let my listeners know where to find you at and all that good stuff, buddy. Uh, well, for everybody that don't know, I'm Balaam Links. I'm based out here in Denver, Colorado, uh, training at Al Snow Wrestling Academy, Rocky Mountain, and uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. And 2021 is going to be a very interesting year, and I believe it's going to be a huge bounce back for the entertainment world and, and, and for pro wrestling itself as a whole. And I'm just super excited to see how it's going to go, and I just really hope that all you everybody enjoys everything that's going to come out of this year and it's going to be like i said a huge bounce back for everybody 
I'm a very positive person, so that's really all I got to say. All right, my man. Well, like I said, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you on. I can't wait to get down there and see you in action live instead of on t- on this uh, computer here. But I know that day's coming soon. But until then, man, stay hey, safe. Man, when, that, when that happens, we're calling you right away. I bet, man. I, I can't wait, buddy. I appreciate that. Stay safe. Keep working hard. And for everybody out there, it's Balaam Linux. Yes, yes. What a great interview with Rocky Mountain Pro. Balaam Linux. Man, that was so fun. Good to have him on the show. Can't wait to have him back in the future. But hey, let's cut right into the scrambled egg segment. All right, guys, this week on the Scrambled Eggs, I got a few things to scramble up with you. Want to get a lot of uh, feedback on some of these, so make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you guys think. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you want to change up, what you'd like to hear a little bit more of, and all that good stuff here on the Scrambled Eggs segment. Moving right into first thing here, it's NFL Playoff Prediction Week 2. As you know, last week, like I said, I went 4-2. and two. This week we got four games. I'm hoping to go 4-0 and, and take the cake, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to start off with, I'm taking on the AFC side, the Ravens over the Bills, and I'm taking the Chiefs over the Browns heavily. And uh, that'll set up the Ravens versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And on the uh, AFC, or NFC side, I'm going to take the uh, Packers over the Rams. And this one's a toss-up, but I'm going to take the Saints over the Bucks. The battle of the old school quarterbacks. That's right. Drew Brees taking on Tom Brady. That'll be interesting to see how that turns out. I mean, either way it goes, there's going to be almost a 40-year-old quarterback advancing to the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC championship game. So keep your eyes open for that. I'm going to scramble a couple other things up here. Let's scramble some things up here on the wrestling side. How about this? I'm going to predict this. Goldberg wins the championship belt at Royal Rumble, but he turns around and loses it at Mania. What do you guys think about that? Like, share, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think. Is Goldberg going to win this championship belt at Royal Rumble and turn around and lose it at Mania? That's my predictions. Also, uh, last thing I'm going to scramble up here. Just recently, we uh, recovered the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 50 Tag Teams of last year. That's right. Of course, their timeline's a little different, so check it out. You can find those on any newsstands out there. We like to uh, keep keep up to date with those. As you know, we talk all kinds of different uh, top tens on the uh, E's and B's here. And this one, we're going to do a real quick scramble them up, and it's going to be the top 10 out of the top 50 tag teams of last year on the, P- on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So starting at number 10, it was the Roping 3K. They were out of New Japan Wrestling, of course. Uh, show and Yahoo or Yo, whatever his name is. I'm sorry if I botched that, but if you haven't seen them, check out New Japan Wrestling. They have a lot of great athletes out there. Number nine, Kabuki Warriors, Ashka and uh, Kairi Sane. As we know, Kairi Sane not wrestling no more. So, like I said, their timeline is a little different. It goes uh, different from uh, our regular standard January to December. Number eight, the uh, New Day. That's right. That's all three members of the New Day. Number seven was the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix. Number six, the Gorillas of Destiny. That's right. Them boys out of New Japan. And, and they had a great uh, showing there at the at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom just a couple weeks ago. Number five, Street Profits. Number four, 
the North. Number three, it was the golden role models. And if you're not sure who that is, that is Bailey and Sasha from WWE. Number two, the elite of Kenny Omega and Hangman. And number one from last year, Tag Team Pro Wrestling Illustrated goes to FTR. I can agree totally. They, uh, from head to, sh- head to shoulders, have beat most of these teams. If not, they've, uh, outperformed them for sure. My only disagreements on this top 10 list out of the top 10, it would be the number three and the number nine. And that's because I feel like they need to have their own little top, top 50. And that's the women's. No offense to the women, but just, you know, make their own. I think that would be a lot cooler than throwing and mixing them in with the guys. Cause, you know, let's be honest, they're never going to be, uh, topping the guys in a more male dominated sport. But, you know, it's cool to see those girls on there. Notable people that weren't in the top 10. Number 11, Young Bucks. Number 15 was, uh, the Briscoe Brothers. At, uh, number 33, the Good Brothers. Number, uh, 38, Dark Order. Here's one that blew my mind. Number 40, the Rock and Roll Express. That's right, folks. The Rock and Roll Express from the 70s was uh, on the 2020 Top 50 Tag Teams of the Year. Blows my mind. How is that team on there, but yet the Mother City Machine Guns aren't? I can't. I just don't get it. But uh, that's all I got as far as the Top 10 there. thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to make sure I brought that into you. Also, uh, gonna keep my no- my uh, my nose and my eyes on this, but uh, possibly the Jaguars hiring Urban Urban Meyer. What do you guys think about that? You know that that's gonna stir up a lot of controversy leading into the draft. We know he's an Ohio State guy, just left just a couple years back. Um, still, some of his players might be coming out in this draft that he drafted into, or excuse me. Uh, recruited into Ohio State. So that's going to shake some feathers, especially with the Jaguars holding down the number one spot. If you're Urban Meyer and and you take over the Jaguars, do you draft Lawrence or do you go for your boy Fields? Or do you do something to shake the whole world up and you trade out of that spot and go for a veteran? Uh, We'll see what's going on with that. Hopefully uh, it shakes out by next Friday. Remember always to like, share, subscribe, follow us here at E's and B's. Don't forget, folks, coming up here in just a second, we're going to have Lauren once again coming in, and we're going to get to those numbers, get the toast. Make sure you got your butter and jam ready. It's the E's and B's podcast. Get out your jams, get out your jellies, get out your butter, your cinnamon, your sugar, your toast. It's time to spread it. With us once again, like I said, we bring in Lauren. Welcome back, Lauren. How are we doing? Great. Great. All right, all right. Great, great to have you back on this beautiful Friday. Before we get into some things here on the toast, Lauren, I got a couple things I want to ask you. Who do you got this weekend going into the football playoffs? Um, so I'll probably take the Ravens. Right, right. Chiefs. Okay. Packers. And probably Tampa Bay. Oh, so it looks like we're we're agreeing on three out of the four. So uh, yeah, I just think Tom Brady's have... been in this situation too many times. He knows how to 
Yeah, I hear you, but, you know, Breeze is a veteran as well, so let's not cut him too short. But before we jump into your numbers, I got a couple shout-outs here on the toasts. Let's give a huge shout-out. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Balaam Linux from Rocky Mountain Pro. I want to give another shout-out to Scotty Long and Yaden down there at Rocky Mountain Pro. Can't wait to hook up with you guys here in the uh, very near future. Shout-out to OVW. Shout-out to Showtime Speedway. Uh, awesome show last weekend. Can't wait to see what happens next weekend with the uh, CRA Fest going on. Shout-out to uh, Dylan Speedway as well, holding that uh, awesome street stock race last weekend. Uh, also, uh, as spoken with Balaam earlier, shout-out to Jim Ross, man. The guy just continues to... Uh, Impress me week in, week out, not only on the podcast, but also on Dynamite. Hey, don't forget, unboxing coming up in just a couple weeks. That's right, the January unboxing, Lauren. Aren't you excited? Yeah, it should be uh, good to go for the 22nd or the 29th. Huh? Yeah, hopefully we can get it in there. You know, obviously it'll be yeah. exclusive on YouTube and uh, all the other platforms that we're uh, exclusive on. Also, don't forget, coming up in February, mm-hmm. Lauren's got her murder mystery number two coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, another yeah. another wrestling mystery for Lauren and another probably special guest. Can't wait for that. So what do you got to say about that, Lauren, coming up there in February? Um, I'm excited to, to do it. I've already started the person I want to do. I'm not going to give it away, but I, I think it's a good one. All right. All right. Well, we're all looking forward to that. Make sure you uh, like, share, subscribe. Let us know who you think Lauren should uh, do her murder mystery on, who you think she's going to do her murder mystery on, and uh, mm-hmm. we'd like to hear hear back from you guys coming out there. Also, don't forget, we got the uh, episode 20 coming next week. Might be a guest, might not. We'll see, huh? <laughs> yeah. We'll keep a special one on that one. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, comment, follow us on all the platforms where you find your podcast at. Before I get things out of here, Lauren, let's get to it. The top, top 10, ten of the week. That's right. Starting out the top 10, in number 10 was North Glen, Colorado. Number 9 is very hard to say, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I believe it's free licensing Corinthia. Corinthia. All right, all right. Uh, 8 is San Francisco, California. Oh, San Francisco coming yeah. up on the board. Seven is Sioux City, Iowa. At least the second or third time they've been. Yeah, Sioux City podcast. holding down a couple weeks in a row. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, number six is Washington, Virginia. Hey, all our friends out there, Washington, Virginia, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, five, Anderson, Indiana. Hey, town. Um, top four. Number four being Denver, Colorado. Three being Cliche, Cliché, France, holding it down top three, week in, week out. We love you. Very loyal out there. Number two, San Jose, California. New shocker, yeah. Yeah. First time ever. Number two, San Jose, California. What's up? Thanks for subscribing, following. Like, share, subscribe. The E's and B's podcast. And number one, Lauren, who do we got this week? Of course, Fort Collins, Colorado. All right. Always make sure you pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, let everybody know who's the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast around. It's the E's and B's. Check us out every Friday. Thanks for checking us out. We love you guys. Thanks for all the all the listeners, all your likes, shares. Keep it up. Until next week. Don't forget, Lauren, to... To? Eat your breakfast.